Like today, now it's me, Alan Smith, where we publish stories out of the day's prison journal on Tuesday, April 5th. <coughs> so, a uh, front page of paper today <coughs> is a drunken farmer set £300,000 blaze to spite marked chiefs. So, this is um, a boozy farmer towards a rival's barn, causing £300,000 worth of damage in a fiery and spectacularly stupid set of act of revenge. Um, so the boy had caused a scene at Thames in Mart and had been ejected after being loud and disorderly in the midst of a busy auction. Uh, heavily under the influence, the 23-year-old threatened the auctioneer saying, Look on Facebook morning, you'll see a firm on fire. Um, it proved no idle threat as uh, <coughs> the money for himself with a, a firmer drove to a firm near Rothy Norman and set fire to a barn sparking a devastating blaze that eventually led to the building's collapse. His actions caused hundreds of thousands of pounds of damage, um, destroyed hay bales, and traumatised the firm's coups so severely they were unable to cough. So the money for comes from Ford and aside Huntley, um, he was 21 at the time this happened, um, admitted willful fire raising but was spared a prison sentence despite the seriousness of, the, of his actions. At Aberdeen Sheriff Court, um, Sheriff Philip Mann tells him this was a spectacularly stupid thing to do. Uh, you couldn't have known when you set light to the barn what possible consequences there could have been. So, well, I think you'd have a pretty good idea if it's going to happen if you set fire to the barn. We, um, uh, hi, our, our stray after there was inside it, and um, again, Pierre Coo's nothing been up to 99, but. Um, Anyway, he's been letting off with jail, but um, I'm sure his name will be Mud around about the area, and um, what a silly guy, that's all you could say. Now, here's a story about the twins <coughs> for have donated more than 500 pints of blood uh, between them. So, identical twins Billy and Ian McCook have many things in common, nay, least a blood group. The brothers have also each spent more than 50 years as blood donors, helping save more than 4,000 sick babies children and adults. Um, the heroic duo are two of the country's top blood donors after rolling up their sleeves to give 503 pints between them. Um, at 71, the pair who had to wait in a two-hour queue to give their first pints in 1969 also believed they would be the only twins in Britain to have given blood for more than half a century. Their donations include red blood cells and platelets, which each, with each clotting platelet donation, helping as many as 12 sick babies and children, or three adults. Uh, the brothers forgive blood at least three or four times a year, if no intentions are stopping any time soon. I'll carry on as long as I'm fit and able, said Billy F. Elgin, for recently donated his 250th pint. I didn't think anything about it, I just did. Um, the, the twins they were just 19 when they first became donors after their late mother, Hetty McCook, needed blood transfusions during several operations. At that time, there was no appointments, donors just turned up and often the brothers would have to wait in a queue of more than two hours before it was their turn. They did this for many years before appointments were introduced and not once deterred by the lengthy wait. Um, Balefa, as a retired senior caretaker, said it didn't bother us. We had a good blazer and a cuppa and a chocolate biscuit at the end. <laughs> chocolate biscuit, that's not bad. 
Uh, grandfather of eight, Ian added, you sit, uh, you'd sit and move along the bench until you got to the end. There could be 40 to 50 folk in the queue. Uh, two hours was nothing to wait. Um, Ian Fabrice Neberdeen admitted the first time the winter faces were beat through with fear as, as they got closer to the end of the line. Uh, but as he called the more Scots to give blood, he said there was nothing to let. We were panicking over nothing. The worst part was the cold hand of the nurse. And after 10 or 12 donations, your body feels like it needs to get rid of some blood to make way for new blood. It gives you a boost. Um, Ian Fall used to be a milkman. Uh, Ken, so much it means for a loved one to receive blood after his wife Nancy needed a, a transfusion after she fell ill this year. So, well, Ricky Art is absolutely amazing. Uh, well done to a pair of them. And um, it says uh, Jimmy's daughter Lorna has uh, also donated more than 70 pints. Um, and uh, Billy's wife Aileen was. Uh, she also joined in the life-saving arc, donating 49 pints before she was not able to give any merit that she was diagnosed with cancer. So it says to register to give blood, visit uh, www.scottblood.co.uk. So, well, absolutely amazing. That is a heck of a time to have been giving blood and they look uh, fine and healthy on it. <laughs> I think I'll be a bit in the... Uh, the Tony Hancock side of things, me, I think when he, when the nurse asked, when he asked the nurse how much she would have, he would have to give, and she said a pint, he says, that's nearly an armful, and you're not getting all that. So I think I'd be a bit of an art line of things, but well done to this too, amazing stuff, absolutely brilliant. Now, <clears throat> here is a Dawn's fan, marks his 100th birthday in style. So a care home has gone the extra mile to help one of its residents celebrate his 100th birthday. Uh, staff and residents at Lethen Park in Port Lethen made sure Johnny Allen had a special day. Mr Allen received a telegram for the Queen to mark his centenary and another royal letter from H.M. Margreth, the Queen of Denmark and Colonel-in-Chief of his old regiment, the Buffs. That uh, is an actual regiment. Um, following a celebratory breakfast with First Minister Nicola Sturgeon, albeit in cardboard cutout form, uh, would be the best boy, I think, when I went to meet her. Um, other leaders are available, of course. Um, I'll beat in cover cutter. He was given a special cake baked by the home chef, Nick, uh, and a surprise, this is your life. The lifelong Dawn's fan was also surprised with a VIP guest experience at Pataudry, for he was able to watch Aberdeen beat Hibs for the director's box. He brought up in Aberdeen, Mr Allen left the city's normal school age 14 and got straight to work spending some time as an usher at City Cinema. He went on to become an apprentice plasterer. Uh, during the Second World War, he was called up to the Royal East Kents, known as the Buffs, and served in North Africa, Italy and Austria. Uh, he married Jesse in 1945, and son Kenny was born in 1950. Mr Allen went on to work for Aberdeen District Council until his retirement in 1986. And there's a picture of him in the paper with his telegram for the Queen, and he looks uh, very hale, um, Hale and hearty, and uh, looks to having a good old time. So uh, well done to him, a marvellous achievement. And um, for uh, for a hundred years, he'll have seen the good, the very very good for Aberdeen, and then the nasty good again just now. But uh, hopefully, he'll, he'll you know see a bit an upturn in Aberdeen's fortunes, and um, we we'll back up in the upside. But anyway, well done to him, marvellous achievement. Uh, well done, one hundred. No, uh, travellers hit by chaos and cancellations, uh, said apparently. So, uh, travellers embarking on overseas trips yesterday faced chaos as flights were cancelled and cross-channel rail services were hit by major delays. 
Airlines are suffering from staff shortages related to a coronavirus sickness, leading to flights being grounded. Eurotunnel warned its vehicle carrying Le Shuttle rail services from Folkestone, Kent to Calais, France, were delayed by three hours due to a train stopped temporarily in the tunnel. Ah, yeah, very good idea. The travel disruption has affected many families heading abroad for the Easter school holiday, which is the first since the UK's COVID restrictions for international travellers was dropped. EasyJet cancelled 62 flights uh, for yesterday after accident at least 222 flights across Saturday and Sunday. Some holidaymakers reported being stuck abroad with no explanation or alternative route home offered by the airline. A spokesman for the airline said, as a result of the current high rates of COVID infections across Europe, like all businesses, EasyJet is experiencing higher than usual levels of employee sickness. The airline attempted to limit the impact on passengers by focusing cancellations on routes with multiple daily flights. The spokesman added that the number of cancellations represents a small proportion of the total of 1,645 planned for yesterday. British Airways cancelled at least 115 flights to or from Heathrow Airport, although the PA news agency understands that only a handful were last-minute cancellations caused by coronavirus-related staff shortages. Passengers at Heathrow and Manchester have reported long queues in recent days. So, crikey, well, looks like I just got back home in time before all this uh, chaos broke out. But, um, well, I was alright, so that's okay then. But uh, that was nothing, couldn't be nothing worse than having to hang about an airport for hours and hours and hours and then, um, you know, to get on your flight or if it's delayed for hours and oh, just like absolutely the worst place ever to be held up. But, um, hopefully, the other folk will be back to work shortly and they'll get uh, going on again. And, um, Ah, uh, this folk will get off their holidays because it's a very important thing. You should gain your holidays if you're able to. That's what I say. Now, here is uh, Elon Musk takes a bigger slice of Twitter as he ponders free speech. Tesla boss Elon Musk has bought a 9.2% stake in Twitter. Uh, Mr. Musk purchased approximately 73.5 million shares according to a regulatory filing yesterday. His stake is considered a passive investment, which means he is a long-term investor looking to minimise his buying and selling of the shares. Uh, he has been raising questions about the ability to communicate freely on Twitter, tweeting last month about free speech on the social media platform. Free speech is essential to a functioning democracy. Do you believe Twitter rigorously adheres to this principle, he tweeted. In a separate tweet, Mr Musk said he was given serious thought to creating a new social media platform. Um, also last month, Mr. Musk asked a federal judge to nullify a subpoena from securities regulators uh, and throw out a 2018 court agreement in which Mr. Musk had to have someone pre-approve his posts on Twitter. Um, Dan Ives of investment firm Wedbush Securities said of Mr. Musk's buying a client note early yesterday, we would expect this passive uh, stake as just the start of a broader conversations with the Twitter board and management that could ultimately lead to an active stake and a potential more aggressive ownership role of Twitter. So, well, well, that's uh, all fine and dandy if um, free speech works tickety-boo if you have the money to back it up. So, anyway, I'm sure as soon as he said he was thinking and starting up his own um, uh, social media platform, that would have put <laughs> the um, the wind up out of the folk at Twitter and nobody else on because, uh, you know, He's near a boy that messes about. If he decides he's going to do something, he just goes and does it. And uh, normally does quite a good job, but um, we'll see. 
PS, if it's on a boxy Tesla's going to boot Mr. Musk, um, I'd buy it in Kintour and uh, have an electric plug in the house. So that'd be good. Thank you. Now, yeah, just a couple of snippets of it on this day. And then um, in 1614, on the 5th of April, American Indian Pocahontas married English colonist John Roth in Virginia. So, and then uh, obviously Disney made a film about it later on. In 1827, Joseph Lister, the surgeon who introduced antiseptics, was born in London. Um, 1874, Johann Sebastian Strauss's opera, Die Fledermaus, was first performed in Vienna. Uh, in 1900, Spencer Tracy, the American actor who won Oscars two years in succession in 1937 and 1938, was born. A great, great actor, Spencer Tracy. He took a health bucket, I think, but he was a great actor. Um, in 1910, <coughs> kissing was banned in the French railways because it could cause delays. Well... Near French kissing in Paris, obviously. Um, 1955, Sir Winston Churchill, for was 80, resigned as Prime Minister, and the following day, Anthony Eden took office. Um, in 1976, billionaire recluse Howard Hughes died on his private jet on his way to Houston, Texas. Um, in 1982, a British task force set out to recover the Falklands from their Argentine occupiers. In 1994, Kurt Cobain, a singer with Nirvana committed suicide. His body was not discovered until three days later. Um, in 2008, Hollywood legend Charlton Heston, who won the 1959 Best Actor uh, as a chariot racing Ben-Hur, died at the age of 84. So, uh, quite a lot of famous folk um, had a lot of things happening to them, and some good, some nice good on the 5th of April in the years gone by. Now, just to finish up with sport as normal, in the back page of the paper today is... Um, Goodwin vows to make Reds a far greater team. Aberdeen manager Jim Goodwin insists the squad which starts next season will be stronger than the one which ends the current campaign. Goodwin is bracing himself for a busy summer of recruitment at Pedori as he aims to get the Dons back challenging near the top of the Scottish Premiership. So, um, I think to make him a far greater team is exactly what you need to do, Mr Goodwin. And um, we will all look forward, um, maybe when I heard my breath, but... Uh, we shall look forward to a big improvement next season. Although, to be fair, I think he is going to be the boy that's going to take him forward, you know, a lot for, for Father Bean. And he'll have uh, the Aliberdeen boss back in the same league we looks out because uh, McInnes is doing a pretty good job doing the Kilmarnock, so it'll be interesting games next year, I'm sure. But um, come on, Aberdeen! Now, that is me done for today. Now, just a wee puckly series of today's Person Journal on Tuesday, April the 5th on... Uh, it has been a spectacularly uh, horrible day up in the British today. Snar for me today, and it was um, absolutely dinging on this morning. Great big flakes, and uh, it was, you know, lying to the side of the road, and uh, seen some cars going about with a lick of snar on them, but uh, luckily, name are on the roads. So, so there is a little while, yeah, just an odd flake or two, but it is getting a bit less. But, I think the forecast is much of the same for the rest of the week, so Cricky thought it was kind of past all this snow now, but well, well, as all folk used to say, near cast a clout or mais out. So they must have seen snow in May, maybe, but um, well, we're not looking for that, that's for sure. Anyway, uh, thank you very much for listening to this podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, you could maybe tell a, a pal or a relation or somebody that bides a while abroad, maybe. It doesn't matter if it's... Um, or the bite of it, say Aberdeen or Adelaide or anyway, in a tween, just let them kind of go to Doric Express and if they can listen in noon again and see if they think about it, that would just be tip top. 
And in the meantime, thanks very much now. Cheers, to loop. Hope the Constitution stick the book, the rules again. Wallfield, Nellfield, Manorfield and Manorfield. Hearts of all for stories that you've made in